from my office in Stone Mountain, Georgia, where we have more draws than a spaghetti western. It is the Five Takes Podcast. We are back, like injuries to professional athletes in Atlanta. Ay, ay, ay. Jurgen Dom, Emerson Hyndman. Now it looks like Trey Young after tonight spraining his ankle on an official's ankle. I, uh, I don't want to believe in the Atlanta curse, but damn y'all. Um, yeah, tonight was a tough one. Um, and uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get through this on my own tonight. Uh, Kristen is uh, working, or will be working in just a few hours from now. It's about eleven o'clock. She's got a five a.m. call tomorrow. I have like a ten o'clock call tomorrow. Three more days, thank God, on this uh, on this hell show, and then we are both on hiatus. Um, mine by choice, hers by not. I think, uh, her show is just taking a a one or two week break, but I am deliberately taking time off because, uh, I have been for the past month on a spirit breaker of a show. Uh, so, um, not looking to hop on another project right now. My attitude would be, would be crap. So I'm going to take some time off, which will be good. Be able to do more of these, more of the midweek fixtures, and uh, have a little break, and then maybe pick something up in August. So, anyhow, um, tonight was a tough one. Um, the team is in a tough spot. A lot of different factors at play in there. Um, not w- one specific thing to blame, but that doesn't make it less frustrating. And um, once again, the Red Bulls have our number so we'll get into it a little bit i have thoughts five of them fancy that but before we do we're gonna thank somebody somebody that i missed this past weekend because my schedule is completely fucked and i forgot i had an appointment with sherwood uh yesterday on saturday but i've been working nights like five six o'clock calls so i didn't even wake up on saturday till afternoon um and totally forgot about it so i owe them a visit and you should owe them a visit. You should go check them out. You can find them on the web, SherwoodChiropracticCenter.com. You can give them a call. Mindy is usually on the other end of the line to help you out with scheduling at 404-321-0082. We sing their praises every week. We will continue to do so. And not just because they are our sponsor and help make this all possible, but because we believe in their practice and what they do. Everybody uh, is in need of chiropractic care. And uh, Sherwood has been the best that I have found in Atlanta, North Carolina, South Carolina, wherever I've been. Um, I find that they are the best one. They actually listen to you. They create a plan for you and they change that plan as, as, you, um, as you go through life and your needs uh, change. They change with you. They really do take the time to, to get to know you and make you feel comfortable. So um, check them out. Tuesday through Saturdays. Remember, Saturday hours, it's clutch. And uh, don't be like me. Keep your appointments. Don't miss them. Oy, I'm looking forward to getting back on, an, on a normal schedule. So, anyhow, uh, let's jump into some takes, shall we? So, uh, number one, 20 East at 5 o'clock in the, after- in the afternoon right now currently has more going forward than we do. And it's not that we look afraid to go forward. It's that we, I think we kind of know that we have nothing to go forward with. And we, from my point of view, we've sort of accepted that, you know, it wasn't until the 41st minute that we even crossed a dangerous ball into the box. I mean, truly our best chances 
they came from just lobbing in a, a couple dangerous balls past the the 75th minute when we started to come alive a couple in the in the opening five ten minutes of the second half but you know just crossing balls into the box creating a bit of chaos and hoping for something to go into the net from there there really just wasn't much to speak of from the build-up or or creative play we weren't seeing you know structured one two touch passing there was just it was just put a ball in cross your fingers hopefully it goes our way and that's kind of how it's been for the past few matches um this is now for me two matches in a row where i just haven't seen you know this the style the brand of soccer that that we want and that we we were i think we were getting uh the first few matches of, of the season even even when results weren't going our way though now looking back on those results, you know, the win against, say, Chicago Fire 3-1. That's great. Chicago's at the bottom of the table. <laughs> so, you know, the win against Montreal, that's great. But they they were top at the time, and now not so much. So, you know, we're starting to get to this point where we look at some of the results we have gotten, draws and wins, um, which the wins haven't been many. But you look back on them now and you're like, well, I mean, were we really, were we really dominating those matches, you know, or was this kind of, or were things just kind of going our way, you know, are we still, I, I don't know how else to put it. It just, it feels like we're, we've been, I mean, obviously we're playing the same style. Heinze is hasn't and that's part of the problem too i think has not adapted at all he's gonna stick to his guns and play have us play the way he wants us to play and that's not going to change no matter the opponent um and i think that's that's kind of hurting us but i think the results we've seen from that style of play you know i i think we might have just been a little bit of of luck that have resulted uh, in those results. And then, you know, a little bit of bad luck and the things that haven't gone our way. Um, I don't know. It's just the, the vibe, the feeling is starting to change. And that that's going to happen when, when the team's not playing right. Well, and right now we're not playing well. And there's other factors involved with that too. I'm getting a little off course here, but you know, we, we just, we don't have much of an attack right now because you don't have any attackers, um, true full-fledged uh, attackers, you know. Um, Joseph is out. Lisandro is not here. And, and Kubo is what Kubo is, and I'll, I'll get to him later. Um, in fact, let's go ahead and jump into to number three. I'll skip ahead here with Kubo emoting that strong. Hey, you're doing great, honey. Keep playing. No, no, you're doing fine. We'll get ice cream after the match. <sighs> Look, I mean, everybody's coming down on, on Kubo, including myself, including Kristen. Um, and that's, that is deserved in, in some ways, in a lot of ways, because like, like we've been saying, like I said on the last pod, I don't think he could walk a ball into the net. But to be fair to him, this isn't like he was our first choice or even our second choice. He's not supposed to be seeing as much time as he is. And I mean, who, if, if we want, who else are we putting up top? 
right? Like who else is scoring goals? Jackson Conway. That's that's about it. And I would like to see him start to get some more minutes. Love to see him get a 20 minute run out. Um, eventually, uh, if, if he's going to get, if we're going to have a deeper team, we, we need to start getting these players, at least Jackson off the bench and on the field and, and start getting some minutes. Um, cause Kubo ain't it. But like I said, in, in his defense, he was never supposed to be it. He was never, I don't think the plan was ever to see him starting game in game out. But with Joseph, uh, being out and looks like he made, depending on quarantine protocols, I'm not sure what MLS still has in place, but Venezuela has been knocked out of the Copa. So he should be back and maybe even potentially available next weekend. So we'll have to see. Um, he did have a fairly good tournament. He, you know, he had that goal that was chalked off, but still it was a great shot. And then, you know, he tested positive for COVID and um, was sidelined for a while. But uh, hopefully he gets back and because that's really all we have in our, our, our attack. Again, Kubo is not supposed to be the one bagging goals for us. He, he's an emergency. Um, so hopefully, um, and this will be talked about in, in my fifth point, uh, we fill Lisandro's spot in the upcoming transfer window. But anyhow, I'm going to go back to number two. You know when the biggest cheer of the first half comes from a deflected free kick that we have problems. I mean, the fan base is looking for anything. I'm looking for anything right now to just cling on to, to feel good about say, okay, okay, that's, that's good. That, that looked all right going forward. And it's, it's just not there. And look, I'm all for trust the process, right? We knew this would be a process, new players, new coach, a very demanding system. It's going to take time. But results have got to come or else, of course, the process is going to get questioned. I'm starting to question it. I'm sure others are as well. You know, missing key players hurts. Don't get me wrong. That hurts a lot. But, you know, find me a season where a team isn't missing players. Happens to every team, happens every season, and the good teams figure it out. You have to problem solve and play through it. So... Hopefully, some of that problem solving comes in the form of the transfer window uh, this summer. Just actually in just the next couple of weeks, uh, we definitely need to make some some moves. It's only the I believe tenth game of the regular season right now, so we still have more than half the season to play. We need to start getting some results and then we really need to start hitting our form and our stride in the fall, September, October, go on a two, three, four, five game run of, of results and, and get ourselves into the playoffs. We, I don't think you can call this season a success without at least making the playoffs, right? That's It's unacceptable to go two years in a row without at least, bare minimum, making the playoffs. We can trust the system and we can be patient with development, but this was never supposed to be a project. Atlanta United has higher standards than that. It's got to be at least the playoffs for me. Anyhow. All right, going on to number four, um, and this I've been kind of threading this into the other takes. At some point, 
Jackson Conway and some of the other bench players, when when the uh, the matches call for it, uh, have to start seeing minutes. How are we supposed to have a deep roster if, if they don't? Look, we're not seeing training day in and day out, and the players' performance is there. But Heinze's comments about Conway have been largely positive, so I'm wondering what the hesitation is. Today, after the match, Heinze said he was happy with what he saw from Kubo. I don't get it. I just don't get it. Like, yes, you can point out the positives that his work rate, everything outside of the 18, but his job, albeit not not the first, not our first choice, but still his job is put the ball in the net. And if he hasn't done that once this season, I just don't see how you can be happy with that. Now, maybe that's him just, you know, not wanting to throw Kubo, up, his player, under the bus in front of the media. I get that. But I, I, there's just no way you can be happy with with what you're you're seeing um i look today i understand not subbing him in the dying minutes you know in the last 10 minutes or so for for jackson come on because from about the 78th minute on we actually came alive but damn man sub sub him out in the 70th you know give jackson a 20 minute run out see what he can do i think he has more of a killer instinct than Kubo, certainly. I think he's going to be a little more audacious in his attempts on goal, which I'm all for. Take a shot outside the box. Go ahead, go up for those headers. I just think he's a little bit more aggressive, maybe even a little hungrier, because he's got to prove himself. Um, I, I just don't see that from Kubo, and I don't see him ever, you know, outside of, like, I'm talking about a perfectly placed ball for him with no defender around him for three yards putting one in the net. I don't, unless those circumstances come together just so I just don't see it happening. Certainly not on a regular basis. So I don't see the harm in, in putting Conway in. Then, you know, if, if we're being honest here at the same time, outside of Jackson Conway, currently there's, there's no one really on the bench who can come in and, and have the potential to change things in any meaningful attacking way. Got Tyler Wolf. Jackson's, that's kind of it. That, that's how thin we are at the moment. So I'm going to move on to take five because this is where I think we can and should make improvements with the summer transfer window coming up. Uh, we have to make some moves. Now, without knowing where exactly we stand with our budget cap and who who we can actually move um, and, and, and the slots we have available, international DP, without knowing exactly all those details, in, in my ideal world, what I would like to see, move on from Kubo, move on from Dom, move on from Barco, and fill Lisandro's spot. Now, how we go about doing that, it's not so simple as like, oh, yeah, you just find a club and Barco moves on, we get the money and you just bring somebody else in. It's it's complicated and it'll be, you know, another period of, of getting anybody new that we do bring in 
used to Heinz's system, used to the players, like it's it's going to be another process, and that's frustrating too. But we can't just sit on this. Um, Barco is, I think, just what he is, consistently inconsistent. Kubo provides very little in terms of what we actually need in goals. Yeah, the work rate is great. And, and the work he does on the ball outside the box and the effort he puts in, that's all great. But we can find that in another player who also scores goals. And and Jurgen Damm, he may be the fastest player in the world on paper. But he's injured all the time. Injured again today. And his $1.2 million salary, it just doesn't justify it. Surely we can utilize that money elsewhere. Um, so if there's a way to to move on from Jurgen, it just hasn't it hasn't worked out. Um, I I think we should his his salary at one point two. It just it doesn't justify him being here. Um, and you know questions are going going to come up as as they should about why we are paying that and. You know, um, pressure's going to be on the front office. Pressure's on Darren and Carlos. We've also lost a lot of uh, key players <laughs> in the office. So um, times are tough right now. Uh, it's 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 tough to see. We had, as we should have, um, high expectations. And I'll, I'll never be all right with someone saying to lower my expectations. Not for this club. This is not... Um, it would not be Atlanta United to just kind of, you know, curb the curb the enthusiasm, right? Curb your expectations. That's not the DNA of this club. The expectations should be high. We are not spoiled. We have high expectations. And it's okay if those aren't always met. Uh, and they won't be throughout the years and history of a club. They, they, we will miss the mark. But we got to start seeing um, some course correction here. Um, I, th- I think we, we saw it with, with the hiring of Heinze. We're all happy with that. And uh, we've got to see something else now. Um, I'm not Heinze out. No, not, not by any stretch. But we got to start seeing, I don't know, a roster come together a little bit more than than what it is and like i said it's it's been complicated by by injuries by players leaving due to deaths in the family um by players that we were supposed to originally have and couldn't come because medicals come back as they have you know um uh problems with their knees or ankles medical scans reveal like oh well this player is actually a liability and look we haven't we've had the problem this season of a lot of players uh, being on the roster that necessarily, or seeing a lot of time on the pitch that necessarily weren't first choice. And injuries continue to plague us as well as all Atlanta teams. So it is complicated. It's not as simple as just, you know, go out and buy better players and plug them in and they'll be fine. But hopefully, and at least it's one thing this club has been consistent with, we, we don't usually just sit on our hands and do nothing we do make moves just as of late the moves haven't really worked out for us in the past couple of seasons 
maybe we can just throw 2020 in in the trash um and and not really give that much uh in terms of like analyzing it and yeah it's probably not worth it uh but it just feels like ever since 2019 we've just kind of gotten off track with the signings and just the cohesion of the of the team I think the culture is better. I think Heinze is a better fit. Um, yeah, maybe maybe once Joseph comes back, and I, I hope hope my hope is when he does come back in a week or a little after that, depending on COVID protocols, that he's starting, stays healthy, God willing, and then Jackson Conway becomes the number two, and I would really like to see him get more minutes, even if it means taking Joseph out for 10, 15. Um, or maybe we even try playing two strikers up top. Uh, he needs to start seeing some minutes because at least a few other players, defensive players are seeing some time with the twos, but Jackson really isn't. And if he's going to grow and develop as a player and as a, as a back, a true backup striker, he needs to, he needs to get on the pitch more. There's definitely more opportunity for him now. I, I'm not saying we start him, but I, I just don't see any reason to keep Kubo on the pitch past the 60th, 65th, 70th minute. Uh, you know, let let's start giving Jackson some some time. I hope we see that in the next match. So anyhow, y'all, um, we will hopefully both of us be back. We hope. Uh, like I said, Kristen is going on hiatus, which is great for her and I have decided to just flat out take a break because um the show I'm on has has just done that to me and kind of broken me spiritually so um we should have some more time uh to get the two of us together we should be back I think for um Chicago this Saturday and look these next stretch of matches are winnable we we should we should win I mean Chicago definitely Nashville, we should get a win on that away. We should get a win there. Nashville's had problems at home just like we have. They've had a ton of draws at home. We're capable of getting a win there. New England, probably not uh, on the 17th. Even though it's at home, I don't know. I Maybe if Joseph is, is healthy and if, if Dom is healthy and maybe. I just I don't see it right now against New England. Um, and then Cincinnati. That should be a win. Columbus, toss-up, and Orlando, God willing, a win on the, on the 30th. That's what July looks like. We could be missing some players from the Gold Cup. Miles could get called up. That'll be a problem. Guzan could get called up. That will be a problem. I don't, and I'll say it again, I don't get the Goose hate. It's been man of the match twice, maybe three times this season, um, and then the last two. And he's the reason why we have at least some of the results that we do, why we've walked away with at least a point in the last three home matches. He was outstanding today. None of our losses, none of none, this, none of this is on Guzan. None of it. I mean, we, I'm not saying we can't criticize the man and his distribution, some other things, his footwork, but just that, that last, there were some people out there hating on Guz in the, in the last match. And, for the life of me, I'll, I'll never understand it. Um, 
he's been arguably maybe next to Heinemann before he got injured and Brooks. Our best player? Yeah. So, anyhow, y'all, we will be back uh, for Saturday at Chicago, and I'll be off my awful show, and it'll be great. And uh, we will try to keep up with the mantra of this show. Fuck it. Gonna try and stay positive, y'all. All right. See you all in a week.